Today I'm talking to Kevin Prime about York Studio. I'm finding out about how it all began, where it is now, and hopefully where it's going in the future. Kevin. Oh, good morning, Peter. Lovely to talk to you today. Yeah, nice to talk to you. And um, I really don't know a lot about you or, or the studio, really. I'm hoping that I'll get to find out a little bit more. Uh, but one thing I do know, chatting to you just before we started, is that you, you've recently retired. I did, and what a crazy thing that was to do. I, uh, I took early retirement from my um, full-time day job at IBM, uh, retired on the 5th of March, expecting to, well, with a plan to put some more effort and uh, more energy into the photo studio and my own photography. And then within days, we were all uh, locked down and uh, closed down and everything changed completely from there. So you've not really started your retirement yet? Uh, it doesn't feel like it with the amount of, uh, uh, amount of work, I'll say in inverted commas, that I've been doing while I've been at home. So we, my wife runs, um, well, we run from home, basically. We have two yoga studios here and that my wife runs. And, of course, they were immediately closed down. So I've spent weeks, probably three to four weeks, getting all of those, uh, as many of those classes as we could, running online, yeah. um, which involved investing in new systems, getting to understand how to use Zoom, uh, various other, how, how we can sell ticket passes and tickets online it, it's been a very very steep learning curve but we've now managed to get probably 60 percent of the classes up and running online that's been a really really good thing to do yeah so you are recently retired and what was it you did when you were working oh i was um i worked for ibm as um an account manager um and most recently i'd spent two years uh, the DWP, so the Department of Work and Pensions, um, working between their Manchester, Newcastle and Blackpool offices. And I was working on the client side, so helping their IT director um, beef up their processors, having just brought all of their computer services back in the house. I was so glad that I retired when I did. I could just imagine how the stress and strain of those systems that we were looking after once all of this lockdown happened, all the extra people claiming yeah. um, universal credit and so on. So there was nothing that really connected you to photography with your day-to-day -day job then? No, nothing at all. No, photography was an, an absolute um, escape from, uh, from that big corporate world of IBM. So where did the photographic studio emerge from then? I'll, I'll try and keep it really brief, but it, it was a bit of a long story. Um, we had, like I said, we had two yoga studios, one of, uh, a larger studio and a smaller one. And about five, six years ago, um, we'd been running the studio, the yoga studio, for a couple of years. And that small studio was just not, it, it wasn't being used very much. So uh, myself and my wife were thinking about what we could do with it. And around about the same time, I did a couple of um, training courses with Mike Lester over in um, Garforth near Leeds. Uh, and one of those was a five-week studio lighting course. And I just, something just grabbed me. Uh, and I, so I went out, I bought a load of kit, and I set up a temporary studio in the small yoga studio. And at, at that time, it was a bit, 
it, it was tricky because I, it was being used as a yoga studio, not very much, but it was being used. So I was having to set everything up and take everything down before and after every single um, studio session. That, but that was pretty much how it got started. Right. And I mean, I can relate to that with the setting up and taking down because I used to have a little home studio at one time. Um, and the pleasure soon disappears when you're using a room where you've got to keep taking everything down and put it back up again every time you want to use it, doesn't it? It, it does when it takes nearly an hour and a half and some of the bookings were an hour, maybe two hours. <laughs> yeah. And then finding the storage space somewhere else for all the kit as well. So is this, at this time then, did you decide that you were actually going to morph the second yoga studio into a photographic studio? No, not at all. It was um, it was always a, sh- a shared, uh, a reluctant share on my wife's part. Um, to just to, while we, I guess while we continued to build up the yoga studio and to make more use of the room for what we had planned for it. Yeah, uh, and that kind of happened gradually over a period of years. And is it is the studio still a shared studio now? Then it's not. No, we um, we're very lucky that we have. Um, such a large building and in the basement we had an apartment and um, when we bought the building it was a, a guest house and the owner's accommodation was in the basement so when we renovated it when we bought it and renovated everything we converted it into a, a fully fitted flat an apartment and we rented it out to friends and when they left there which was now just over two years ago we took the opportunity my wife um, suggested that I take my photo studio downstairs into the basement and see if that worked for us. It was a diplomatic so, suggestion, was it? It was a very diplomatic suggestion. I can, I remember the conversation, and I think I was already halfway out the door with my camera in my hand before she'd actually finished making the suggestion. <laughs> right. So for the last two and a bit years, we've I've been running it in a, um, in its own dedicated space now. And, and what we didn't mention at the start is that you, you're based in York. Yes. And I mean, one of the things that always springs to mind, well, two things that spring to mind with York with me is what a beautiful place it is, but also what a popular place it is. So do you have any difficulties with parking if you've got visiting photographers then? No, not at all. Again, we're quite lucky. We're, we're about a mile from the city centre um, so we're situated in Holgate, um, or Acombe, as uh, people often refer to it. Um, we're on a fairly main arterial road into York, and we've got free um, unfettered access, uh, parking outside the studio and in all the side streets nearby. I think if we lived about 400 yards closer to town, we'd have all the um, residence parking type stuff. But no, we're very lucky in that respect, so uh, lots of space for people. Because I think that's something that's quite important for a lot of photographers. It certainly is for me, because I hate having to turn up somewhere and then not be able to find anywhere to park. It is, and I've been to those stu- some of those studios myself where you end up half a mile away and then wonder how you're going to get back there. All this time where you've got the studio set up then and, and you're still working, how did you manage to combine the two? Oh, really, really easily. I employed somebody to help me. All right. <laughs> uh, I have a, a very good photography friend, um, Lyndon Smith, who um, I actually met on one of um, Mike Lester's courses, a, a different course, but a, a, an outdoor one. Uh, and he's been a real boon. He lives literally with uh, half a mile away. 
uh, and and he has all the same level of knowledge as I have, so he was able to help with lighting and setup and and posing and the whole gamut of things that we need to do as uh, studio owners. Yeah. And, and what have you done in the studios as a range? I mean, presumably you've done sort of family photography, you've done one-to-one studio hire. Um, have you done any sort of group events as well? We, we've probably had a go at pretty much everything, and it's something, it, because I'd been working full-time on a, quite a demanding day job, I hadn't really had the time and energy to put the thought together to, to develop proper packages but we'd, we'd made a start with myself and Lyndon. We'd made a start at that. And we'd started marketing um, just before all of this happened. So I think as we come out of it, we're going to develop more. But looking at packages for shooting, um, just doing normal uh, portraits, model portfolios, families, kind of shied away from pets. But um, and we've hired the studio to other photographers to shoot pets. Um, we've developed a couple of workshops, so we've, we've got our own lighting workshop. Um, I've done things like gel lighting and so on. Um, and, and it's those kind of things that I want to develop a little bit more as uh, as I've got a bit more time in my retirement now. Yeah. So, I mean, really, the, the lockdown couldn't have come at a worse time for you because there you are, you've just retired, you've got all the plans for the studio, um, and there you are, everything's in limbo. Exactly, and it was... Uh, on even on its own of its own accord it was building up very nicely mostly with hires um so people hiring it for commercial um needs um but that was building up quite nicely and then of course everything was just cut off at its knees so i feel like i've got to start again now and i've advertised that i'm reopening and available for hire from the 15th of june but other than one event that i've scheduled myself i've had no interest at all yet it's going to be interesting to see how it gradually picks up over the next over the coming months before we get on to the future um just tell me a little bit more about the studio because you you say it's a basement um and, and basements sometimes sound as if they can be a little bit uh dull and dingy but your basement's a little bit different to that isn't it it, it is um it, it's probably 50% underground, if you like. So it's um, the two main areas. Well, it's, it's an apartment, so it's a, a two-bedroom apartment. And we've converted the what was the dining room, we've converted that into the main studio. So we've put, up, uh, put the backdrops up. We've got lots of different colored backdrops. Um, we've got a lounge area um, with a beautiful wooden floor. Uh, and then we've got a bedroom set and we've converted the smaller bedroom into a model's changing room and, uh, and prop storage and then bathrooms, kitchens and so on. Yeah. So, and the two main areas, the two big areas, the, the main shooting area and the lounge area are both open to the outside. So there's a, a patio area outside the doors and that lets lots of natural live streaming. So you've got natural light and you've got an exterior which is not really what we'd expect from a basement at all is it no and um, so we've got a small patio area we've got a very small entrance area at the front but at the back of the property we've got a small patio area that's dedicated for the what was the apartment but then that opens up into um, a large um it was a car park originally but a large garden area and um, with the trees and plants and planters and a beautiful victorian summer house 
And with all this going on, the yoga studios, the photographic studio and everything else, you still manage to find room to live there. Yeah, so we, we actually live above. So we've got the photo studio in the basement. We have, we have yoga studio and massage therapy room on the ground floor. And then we live up on the first floor. And a couple of, two, three years ago, we did a, carried out a um, loft conversion. So we've, we've got two floors of accommodation now. And there's only two of us now. My son, uh, he left home a year or so ago and bought his own house. So we rattle around in the space now. <laughs> so with your son leaving home um, and the coronavirus lockdown, it must seem like a pretty quiet place at the moment then. It's been very, very weird. I tell you, we, on a normal day, we probably have 100, maybe a little bit more people coming through the doors every day. And to go from that to nothing... It's been quite, um, it's been quite challenging. My wife's liked some of it because she can now go out on the patio at the back without having to go through thirty people waiting for a, a yoga class. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's been a very uh, interesting time. And right at the beginning, you mentioned Zoom, which is something that I think is a, it's a word that's come into all of our vocabularies over the last three months. <laughs> yeah. I'd certainly never heard about it. Uh, before then and and I've had my own trials and tribulations this morning because we tried to connect on Zoom and and I had some problems but you said that you've managed to set up a lot of your yoga classes on Zoom now yes um it it has been an absolute godsend I mean we we did try a couple of other things like Microsoft Teams but it was just I don't know the technology was just not quite right for what we needed uh and then we my, my wife's sister lives in uh, in the United States, in Minnesota, as it, uh, it happens, and she's run a yoga studio there for many, many years. And she had started um, already looking at using Zoom in conjunction with another piece of software that she already used. So it was a, a bit of a nudge in that direction for us, and uh, I say, and it has been it's been absolutely perfect for what we need. Yeah. And another thing related to Zoom, we've seen a vast increase in the number of remote shoots that have been done um, with models trying to find some work during this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of that's been done through Zoom as well, so I've been finding out recently. Do you ever see Zoom going away, or is it something that's here to stay now? I think it, personally, I think it's something that's here to stay. I don't know about in the photography world, although I suppose... Um, you know, I, I know of models that have been have done a lot of shooting with um, people from overseas, yeah. so which they wouldn't have been able to do without getting on a plane and uh, and touring for weeks or months. So yes, I, I suppose that's been a um, an innovative use of the technology. Yeah, and I think that might have been a big realization that that it has opened up for models a, a completely new market, um, and I could possibly see that staying, although. Um, in this country, then perhaps not so popular, I don't think. No, I don't know. It's been an interesting one, hasn't it? There's been uh, uh, definitely two, um, two schools of thought. There's been those people who are remote shoots. What do I want to do that for? Yeah. What? Not, not doing that. And then there's been others that have just grasped it and got on with it and produced some great results. Yeah. And I suppose that brings us to the return to normality and i mean are we moving back towards normality now and how do you see york studio in the future uh -huh. that's a really tricky one isn't it it is um 
well, certainly, I mean, obviously, we've been following the government guidelines. Um, they have now specifically uh, included photography studios in the ability to reopen from the 15th of June, uh, as long as we can comply with whatever those guidelines are. When you look at the guidelines, they're all about, or 90% of it is about employees. Well, we don't have any employees, yeah. other than me and maybe Lyndon helps out occasionally. Um, so a, a lot of it has been down to sort of common sense and what things that we can put in place. Yeah. So I am looking forward to moving forward, but I'm not sure how um, how it's going to pan out. We've got an event planned, our first studio event planned for the 20th, uh, Saturday the 20th of June. Uh, I've made big changes to the way that we run those events. So this is a studio, a model studio day. Um, I, I made big gaps between each photographer. I've reduced the number of photographers so that there's only one in at a time, um, hopefully so that they don't even bump into each other as they're coming and going. I know they like to have a chat with each other, but, you know, the, the, the social distancing, we've got to try and uh, think about that. And also to try and protect the model as much as possible yeah. so they're not exposed to lots of different people in the same day. And I mean, do you want to give it a little bit of a plug? I mean, there's one or two people might listen to this podcast. You never know. Oh, um, sure. So, well, that, that first day that we've set up uh, is actually sold out. I um, because it was a, it was a postponed event from uh, the middle of April. So those people that had booked on it, I contacted them, and most of them were really keen to uh, um, to rebook. Yeah. So, and because I'd reduced it from eight photography, eight one-hour sessions down to four two-hour sessions, uh, it meant that um, I didn't need so many photographers. Yeah. Uh, but I am planning, so, and this is with Ellie Mae Mallinson, who was really keen to uh, uh, to get back underway. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes with all the um, cleaning material and whether I get in people's way or how, how we're going to handle moving equipment around and so on. Um, but I have got another couple that uh, are in the process of being... Uh, arranged. So I've got um, hopefully Belle Eve um, coming down from Edinburgh yeah. on the 11th and 12th of July. Um, so that's the next event that I'm going to be publicising. Right. And you did mention that you've increased the space in between the shoots. So I mean, this means that um, some photographers are possibly going to be shooting rather late in the evening. It also means that it's going to be quite a long day for the models as well. It, it does, and that's kind of the balancing act. And I've, I've obviously, I've discussed all this through with um, with two or three of the models to uh, to find out, you know, what their thoughts on the subject were, and make sure that it wasn't putting too much onus uh, onus on them. But yeah, so I, I've, I've split it into four two-hour sessions with a half an hour between each session. Uh, I, it might be overkill, but I think I'd like to try it that way for the first one and just see how it goes. Yeah, I think it's sensible to go on air and the side I, of course. I think I'd rather do that than um, than make it a shorter day, and it does mean that it adds an hour and a half to the le- to the duration of the day, and it means the model's going to be around for a, um, for a longer time. But I think at the end of the day, it's about protecting people, and that was they were my thoughts as to best way to do that. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see how that first one goes, and if it. Um, if we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs for 20 minutes between each session after uh, spraying everything and cleaning everything down, then um, maybe rethink it for the next sessions. Yeah. And one of the things that I was going to ask you was um, how popular do you think the events are going to be 
starting back again well you've partly answered my question because the first one sold out um yeah that that is an interesting one though because um i out of the eight photographers that i contacted three of them said definite yes and booked straight away one didn't reply but i hope he's all right yeah. uh, and four of them said they weren't ready to shoot yet yeah so so i did have one extra space extra slot to fill and I think that's generally across the board. I have, um, I've been chatting with photographers and models all the way through the lockdown, and I think there's a, I think more models seem to be ready to get going, pretend um, probably because it's their livelihood as much as anything else. Yes. Um, photographers maybe of a bit of a generalisation, but maybe slightly older generation might have. Um, people at home that are in a high-risk category and so on. Um, so I think that the photographers are, just seem to be a little bit more reluctant to get going straight away. Yeah. Maybe going to see how the first few things pan out and how the first month or so pans out before they're comfortable getting back into the studio. Yeah, and I suppose there is some logic in the models wanting to get back uh, shooting again because, as you say, it is an income um, yeah. But equally on the photographer's foot, I guess that there's a few photographers there who've had no income, so perhaps the funds aren't available. Yeah, potentially. I, I haven't actually had any, none of the photographers said they didn't have any money or couldn't afford it. It was more about whether they were ready to because of the situation. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if people have been furloughed or even uh, laid off during this, uh, it's not going to be easy to recover from it. And you know, the government has are suggesting that it's going to be a long and deep recession that follows. But it, it is going to be interesting and challenging times for everybody, I think. It is. Well, it's been fantastic talking to you. It's been a brilliant insight into the studio, which I say I knew nothing about um, beforehand. Um, hopefully, when all this clears over, I, I may well manage to get across to York and, and come and see you in person. Well, definitely, I'd love to do that. You should come and have a look around our beautiful historic city here as well. I think I'd love to do that, yeah. But for the moment, I'm, I'm just going to say cheerio and um, thanks ever so much for talking to me. No problem at all. Thank you very much, Peter. Yeah, hope to speak again soon. Cheers. Yeah, will do. Thanks very much.